The following is a presentation of Highlands Church, helping de church people become more fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at highlandsadventure.org. Thank you, Carol and Jennifer. Does this mean I'm fired? Is <laughs> that what that means? They, no, it's, you know, that's, that's why I'm here. I, I've been working myself out of a job for 12 years now. So this is nothing new. It's just part of, it's a part of what I do in helping churches transition. And it's actually fun for me to see the process come to a, a completion time. And um, so I hope that you will be as, as excited as I am. I will still be here till the end of February. Uh, I'm not walking out the door this morning, never to return. I'll be, I'll be back. We've just started a new series after all, right? And it's going to be a short series, but a series nonetheless. And I, and I want to take you through that because it's really about achieving what God wants for you. And that's really where Highlands stands right now. They stand really on, on the threshold of the next chapter in, in a way. Um, much like the new year, we stand on the threshold of, of new and clean opportunities to, to change things in our lives, to be better, to be more like what we really want to be like. Some of us are trying to, to not make resolu- resolutions. Is that what Caleb was trying to do there? I'm not sure what he was trying to do there about getting, I guess, getting rid of stuff and he first got rid of his resolution. Is that what he said? I think. Something like that. I can't even remember resolutions anymore, so I don't even make them. So it's just simpler that way. But maybe you make them. Maybe you uh, hold them. And I, and I think it's a good thing. I'm not against doing that. I think fresh starts are always good in our lives. Uh, and you are going to have a new fresh start. I will have a fresh start as well. And, and so we together stand on, on that threshold of beginning something new. Because as Christians and as people who follow the living God, we believe that we have not achieved the best yet, that the best is still yet to come. There is room for growth in our lives to be the full expression of who God wants us to be. There is much to achieve yet for each one of us. And that's where I want to go with this series. We're going to look at achievement in, in a variety of different ways and, and through the text of 1 Thessalonians because Thessalonians is a great, a great book to look at achieving and doing what God wants us to do and not be, um, not be oppressed by somebody but to be inf- infused with the Spirit of God and to let God develop in us the person he wants us to be. The Apostle Paul wrote the book of Thessalonians. There are two books of Thessalonians. We're going to be in the first one. He was only in Thessaloniki a few days. And the persecution was so bad, he left and moved on. But the church, the people who found Jesus Christ in Thessaloniki became an amazing group of people because their lives had truly been changed, because God's power was at work in and through them. Even though the the person who came and founded them was no longer there, God was at work making them who he wanted them to be. 
And I think that's what God does for us as well. God brings people in and out of our lives constantly. And if we follow those people, those individuals, we are the lesser. But when we follow God, we are the greater. We become truly who and what He wants us to be. Listen to what Paul says to this church. He was only there a few days and moved on. He did cut pass back through later on on a, on a trip, but he was just passing through this town. And so he wrote to them because he heard about them, about their reputation, about what they were doing and how they were living and how their lives had been changed for the better. This is what he says. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, three people are writing this letter. To the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not Paul's church. It's God's church. Grace and peace to you. We thank, uh, we always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Faith, hope, and love was at the core of the Thessalonian church. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that He has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power and with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of severe suffering. You welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit, and so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. You te they tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Wow, that's a cool letter. That would be, you know, that's really uplifting to hear someone write and say, you know what? We heard about you. We heard about your reputation. We heard about what you're doing. We heard about the changes that are happening, not only in your town, but throughout the whole region. That's what Paul was saying to the, third, the church in Thessaloniki. How God had changed them was permeating the world around them. It was not an easy thing for that to happen in the first century world. It was a world full of idol worship. In fact, you had to be a part of the idol program even to do business in the first century world. It was where you made your connections. It was how you got to know different people in the business and, and how commerce happened. And so when you went away from that idol worship, you were taking a big risk not only in your business life, but in your personal and family life as well. There were so many gods and so much of the life centered around all these different deities. Uh, there were the pantheon. There was the Roman worship uh, 
of the emperor. There was the humanists who promoted self-worship and, and filling yourself up with food and, and satisfying your own needs. We still have that God. We don't worship the Roman emperor anymore, but we still want to fill our own needs. We want to supply all of the things that, that we like. But Paul says you turn from that very hard. You turn from that to serve the living and true God. And that changed your life. That changed the life for the Thessalonians. It was not easy for them. Change doesn't come to us easy either. We don't like change. We, we step back from it. We're not sure that, that what's going to happen is something that's going to be good. We're not sure we're going to like it. We're not sure that we get to come out on top, that, that we get what we want and someone else sacrifices and doesn't get what they want. <clears throat> so we step back from change. We don't like things that change. So it begs the question, how many philosophers does it take to change a light bulb? Anybody know? It's a cool question. It's very interesting. Maybe we should think about the definition of light bulb first before we actually go into thinking about how many philosophers would actually want to change a light bulb. No? Okay, maybe you didn't like that. How many ministers, how many ministers does it take to change a light bulb? Any idea? We don't really know because everyone fell asleep while the first one was giving a sermon on how to change the light bulb. <laughs> Story of my life. We don't have a choir here at Highlands. We have Caleb and the band is great and, and, and all. But, but do you know how many choir directors it cha takes to change a light bulb? Anybody? No one watches the, the, the choir director anyway, so we don't really know that either. You know, we, we listen to, we watch Caleb, but we don't, you know, if you've ever been in a choir, you're always looking at your music. You're never watching the choir director. So how many Presbyterians does it take? You knew this one was coming, right? How many Presbyterians does it take to change a light bulb? No? How many? A steering team. Probably. Probably. No, we don't change anything. Presbyterians don't change anything. <laughs> it's because my great-grandmother donated that light bulb. We're not changing it, okay? doesn't matter if it works or not. You know, we struggle in our lives with, with change and how we approach change and how we embrace change in our lives. But God wants us to achieve His greatness, and the only way we achieve it is to change the things that are drawing us down, that are holding us back, that are keeping us from accomplishing what God wants us to accomplish. Now, if we really are honest with ourselves, there are certain things we embrace in change and certain things we push back from. We like change in certain ways. We like to wear clean clothes, at least most of us do, I think. We like to try different foods sometimes. We like to go out. That's a change. My kids told us this year that they were giving us a present, a grandchild. Yay, finally. And I thought, their lives are about to change in ways they don't have a clue. But we embrace that change, do we not? We seek that change. We want that change. 
because it helps us become bigger and better and more fulfilled as human beings. Change is coming to Highlands. It's, it's inevitable. You know, it's, it's part of the cycle of God's work in our lives. And Sean is not Graham, and Sean is not Lyle. Sean is Sean. And he is a great guy. And I, I, I think you're going to be so blessed to have him come and, and be with you. But it is going to be a change that you are going to need to embrace. He's going to go through changes as well. You know, we always think, I'm the one changing here. But, but he's leaving Idaho to live in San Luis Obispo. And that's, that's a huge step, moving a family to be here. And, and that's a huge change that's going to happen in his life. So he's going to have those things going on as well. And he's embracing that. He wants to come. He is so excited about being here. When I, when I talked to him um, a week or so ago, actually they told me I was fired on Christmas Eve, so there you go. <laughs> Merry Christmas. You're fired. Um, he said, I, was, I would have been so disappointed <laughs> to have not been asked to come to Highlands Church. You know, that, that speaks a lot about who you are, right? It speaks a lot about who you are. It also speaks a lot about who Sean is because he wants so much to be a part of God's work and wants to join you in that work. Now, he's not coming to do all the work, okay? That's, he's not, did you hear that? He's not coming to do all of the work, okay? He's coming to be your shepherd, to be your companion, to walk with you into all of the different things that are going to be coming your way as Highlands Church. Embrace those changes. Hold on to Sean and his family. Embrace them because they're all going through a process. You only have to get to know, how many people is that? Three, four, five, five new, five new faces, okay? They have hundreds. And, it, and I've been here six months, and I'm only now starting to actually make connections and recognize people because it, it takes time to, to do that. So, so work with him and, and help him embrace that. We love to change sometimes if only someone else would change first. If someone else will, will do something. We want the, the change in our situation first. Then I'll change my attitude towards it. If somehow they'll change, then I'll change towards them. If only they would do that. If only somehow they would do what I think they should do. And that would make my life much easier. But that's not always the way it is. God wants our hearts to change. God wants the power of His Holy Spirit to be present in us so that those changes don't really seem like changes at all. They seem like just the next step in the road that God is leading us on. That's what Paul told the, the Thessalonians. He said, For our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You see, the, the Thessalonian church didn't change on the outside. They were still the same people. They had the same problems, the same issues, the same difficulties. They lived in the same town. They lived in the same homes. What changed was on the inside and how they approached the things 
on the outside. God wants us to have a change in our attitude, but not just a change in our attitude. So often we want to stop there. Okay, I'll feel a little bit different. You know, we'll, we'll forgive somebody if they'll forgive us. God wants to change the situations as well of our lives. He wants us to change our actions and how we approach the difficulties that come, how we respond to those around us. It's not easy to change our actions to people who irritate us, to things we don't like. But that's what God wants to help us accomplish in the new year and in the new step that He is leading Highlands into. I'm always amazed at the high-profile relationships and how they come and go. Is that, does that not amaze you? It's, it's like, oh my goodness, this celebrity, they just got married, you know, a week ago, <laughs> right? It seems that way sometimes or, a, you know, a few months or a few years. I, and, and I often think, how have I managed to stay married 37 years? You know, they just, their lives just don't seem to, to have what it takes. What is it about people who can stay married a long time to, to maintain relationships, to hang in there when you know life isn't easy? Nobody's life is, is easy. It doesn't always happen simply in our lives. There is always a difficult thing. But I think it's this. So often in our lives, we are given the opportunity to make a slight change to avoid a great danger. And when we don't make that slight change, then we continue down towards the dangerous situation. You see, God gives us opportunities to to take a sidestep. To, to change our minds, to, to embrace something a little bit different, to change our, our attitudes and our actions. And that changes our future. That's what God wants for us. Our lives are full of those kinds of things. And so often we shrink, shrink back from making that kind of a change. And we only make our situations, we only make the result more difficult, more dangerous. God wants us to make those little changes as they come along because it makes everything easier. In the long run, we see God's hand at work in our lives and in the lives around us. Not only in our attitudes and our actions, but whom we serve is important because it puts all of the rest of who we are and what we're becoming into perspective. God wants us to serve Him in the new year. You know, so often that's a part of us, but it's not really the forefront of who we are. We, we love the world, it seems, more than we love the eternal God, the living true God. We serve the world more. We give more to the world. We spend more time with the world in a world that continually drags us down. And yet God wants us to come to Him and to focus on our relationship with Him, to let that grow and develop, to give to that our energy, our imagination, our finances, our time, all of those things. Richard's great in in the give back time. He always makes me feel like I'm not giving back enough, but it's not just money he's talking about. He is talking about money, though. Let's not... Let's not get a mistake there. But he's also talking about of our time and energies being a part of something. 
You know, we can come and attend and, and, and enjoy and get, but I think God wants us not just to get, but to give. There's far greater joy in giving than in, in getting. And, and I hope you experience that a little bit in, this, in the Christmas season, the joy of, of giving something to someone and seeing them enjoy that gift. Sometimes you enjoy that more than they enjoy actually having received. That's the way God is every day of our lives. He gets such great joy out of giving to us what we need. And we as his people need to follow his example, to give as well, to, to, to take our resources and to put them on the line, so to speak, for the kingdom of God. No, it's not easy. I know it's not easy. I normally am sitting where you sit on a Sunday morning, and I know what that's like. It's hard. It's hard to live in the world. It's hard to not succumb to the pressures that the world places upon us. But it is the living and true God who also loves us, who also wants to change our attitudes and our actions, to step into a time where we serve Him because in serving, we get the greatest fulfillment. In serving, we achieve truly what God wants us to achieve. It's easy to sit back and criticize others who are or are not achieving something. But God wants us to step up and to be those achievers as well. He wants us to put ourselves on the line for the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what he wants in the new year. That's what he wants for Highlands. He has wonderful things in store. God continually gives and blesses us as his people. What a great God who helps us achieve all of the things he wants us to by his power, by his strength, by the flowing of his spirit into us as his people. Let's pray together. Lord, we are so thankful for the things that you have achieved in our lives, not for our glory, not for uh, our reward, but that your name might be lifted up, that your purposes might be fulfilled, that what you want in and through us might be achieved in what we do, what we say, and how we live. Lord, we are so blessed to be your people. You give to us so much, and you enjoy that giving. Help us give as well. Help us achieve all that you want us to be. Help us fulfill your mission and ministry here in this community and throughout the world as your people. Lord, what a blessing it is to be numbered among your family. Thank you, Lord. This has been a presentation of Highlands Church, helping deep church people become more fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at highlandsadventure.org.